Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast, presented by FlickeringMyth.com. I'm your host, Court Dunn. Join us as we talk to writers about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast. Today's guest is Jay Ferber. Jay is a critically acclaimed comic book and television writer. Currently, he is a writer for the CW TV series Supergirl. He is also known for co-creating and writing such comic book series as Elsewhere, Copperhead, Noble Causes, Dynamo 5, and Near Death at Image Comics and has worked on such iconic titles as Generation X, X X-Men, and New Warriors for Marvel Comics, as well as The Titans and Green Lantern for DC Comics. He was also a writer on the TV series Starcross and Zoo. While we're on the topic of working remote, working from home, obviously during the quarantine, for the writers who are listening right now, maybe struggling a little bit, whether it's, you know, just being cooped up inside or, you know, writer's block, all those things, Do you have any suggestions for how they can kind of work through some of those challenges working from home? I mean, I I think my first suggestion would be to just take the pressure off yourself that, you know, we are living in unprecedented times and there's no, you know, I'm no expert, but everybody is experiencing some level of trauma or perhaps depression or what have you. And uh, so that this feeling that, you know, well, you're cooped up, you should just create, just write some stuff. You know, if you're feeling that, great, go for it. But don't feel like you need to. Don't feel like there's some burden or pressure on you or that you're less than if, you know, the pandemic ends and life starts to go back to normal and you haven't written your your big project. That's totally fine. Just getting through this with your sanity intact, uh, I think, is all that anyone could hope for. If writing is an escape for you, then, yeah, go for it. Uh, Use it however you can right towards the pandemic you know if it's if it if it's cathartic to you or or you feel energized by writing about this experience i would say go for that as well but at the same time if you just want to write pure escapism go for that too just whatever you're passionate about uh whatever you feel inspired by but again i think my biggest takeaway is if it's hard for you or it's just not happening don't beat yourself up about it today's guest is barbara botner Barbara is a New York Times bestselling author. Since growing up in the 1960s Bronx, Barbara has had a hand in almost every aspect of book publishing. She has written and illustrated over 50 books for children, has reviewed books for major trade and consumer publications, such as the New York Times, published short stories and essays in national newspapers and magazines, has written sitcoms and screenplays, and has been teaching writing and illustrating in major institutions, including UCLA, Otis Parsons, in the University of Miami since 1973. Barbara's first young adult novel since the 1980s, I Am Here Now, just released in August and is on sale now. Do you have any suggestions for those writers who are listening who are maybe struggling right now with everything that's going on in the world, but also kind of feeling restless and stuck inside, but also maybe struggling with writer's block? Do you have any words of wisdom for those who are kind of trying to find inspiration right now? Oh boy. Well, you know, Writer's block is such a weighted phrase. You know, I, I don't even want to touch it really because, you know, I'm not sure what it really is. But, you know, I do know that, that writers come up against a wall. Um, 
you know, during the process of, of whatever enterprise they're um, attacking. Um, I, I just think that one thing you have to factor it in. I mean, when I was writing for television and features, I had a partner and, and we, we loved each other and we, we had a very smooth, you know, connection, but every once in a while she would literally fall asleep during our sessions. And and I would sit there and go, you know, how, you know, here we are two very enlivened brains. How could she fall asleep? And, you know, I just think that you, you have to understand that it is part of being a creative person that either you're going to fall asleep or your machine is going to fall asleep or your partner is going to fall asleep or your editor's not going to get back to you. I just think you have to know that going in and, you know, not be traumatized every time it happens because, you know, having taught, I've been teaching for like 45 years and um, I, I'm so used to my students coming in with, you know, whatever that thing is that people call writer's block. And, you know, I, I, I always encourage them to um, just, and, and people, you know, with their terrible first drafts and, you know, they're failing and, the, you know, their illustrations aren't working or whatever. And I just always remind them that, you know, you always think your first draft is terrible. That's who you are. You're a person who hates their first draft. So can we, you know, move along? You know, so you just have to factor it in. But on the other hand, you know, I, I think you can't be defeated by by every time something isn't working out, you know, um, because, you know, I can say after all these years of my you know career that, you know, you're really always you really are always going forward, even with the failures. You're discovering things because a failure is an attempt to do something where you learn that that thing doesn't work. So that still actually leads back to going forward. Today's guest is Carol Weston. Carol is the author of 16 books, fiction and nonfiction, and has been the Dear Carol advice columnist at Girls Life since the magazine's first issue in 1994. Her newest book is Speed of Life, which receives starred reviews in Kirkus, Publishers Weekly, and School Library Journal and Booklist. New York Times Book Review called it perceptive, funny, and moving. About Ava and Pip, New York Times book review said, this is a book about sisterhood, but also a love letter to language. Carol has been on Today, CNN, Oprah, and The View, and teaches writing at the New York Society Library. She's also big on cats, walking, skiing, and art museums. Her husband, Rob Ackerman, a playwright who has done props for the SNL film unit for 25 years, was previously on the show. Carol also published three personal essays in 2020 book club with my husband, why my app is so very proud of me, how I finally, finally, finally became a novelist, which can all be found on our website. And you teach. So what advice do you give to those writers that you teach? Do you have advice for those who you mentioned may be struggling right now? And my teaching has been remote and it's been really, I'm passing the baton a little bit, if I may be honest, because for me, teaching in person was so delightful. The course was called Prompt, and my students would come around the table, and there was no homework, and there was no pressure. And I always began it by saying, guys, I just want you to remember how fun it is to write, because every single writer who is honest can tell you how twisted we get. We get twisted up. We get worried about whether people will like our work. So when I teach my prompt class, the whole point is for people to walk in and for me to say, 
you know, lightning or salt shaker or your grandfather's hands or whatever the word is. And for them, and then to say, okay, I'm setting my clock for 10 minutes. And then everybody writes like crazy people because they know it's a safe space. And then 10 minutes, I have this little gentle alarm and we share it. And it's very, it's not a masterclass. It's not trying to help you think critically. It's trying to help you think creatively. So my advice to writers is to remember that your sloppy copy, your messy, or as Hemingway said, your shitty first draft is really just for you to get the ink on the page or the, you know, to get your hands on the keyboard just right. Later, you fix it up or throw it out or start over and try to be, you know, try to clean it up. But in the beginning, when you're writing, when the muse is singing to you, you just got to get it all down. Since you mentioned Rob, Rob yeah. and I both yeah. taught a few years ago at Middlebury College as a, for the January term, because they have a January semester where you get a full credit. He taught playwriting and I taught cool. writing first person. And that's where I, that's where I realized just I wanted people to, you know, when we read it aloud, especially when I was at Middlebury and they were, they were getting grades, you know, you want to help people not repeat words and help them not use cliches and help them understand that good writing has to be vibrant, but also just to get it down and to realize that in 10 minutes, you can write something amazing. That helps me when I'm writing, when I say, oh, come on, Carol, just pretend it's your prompt class. <laughs> pretend you're a student in your prompt class. Just write for 10 minutes about the ladybug that you saw. And suddenly you'll have a lot more than the ladybug. We have a lot of writers on this podcast. Do you like what writers write? Do you like free stuff? Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for listeners of the Writer Experience Podcast with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I recently downloaded James Joyce's Ulysses for my commutes into the city, while our producer Harry, who may or may not exist, has been enjoying J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash writer experience for your free audiobook. What's your favorite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic, a childhood favorite, or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favorite movies in whatever form they take. Each week, I interview a different guest about their chosen favorite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favorite film will be next. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Sam. And we're from the That's a Classic podcast on the Flickering Myth Network. We both bring three films each from a certain genre and we battle it out to find out which is the ultimate classic. So you can listen to us on Flickr and Myth, iTunes or Spotify. Check out what classic we choose every week. Today's guest is Danny Rubin. Danny is a screenwriter and a playwright. He co-wrote with Harold Ramis the screenplay for Groundhog Day, for which the two received a BAFTA award for best screenplay. He received a BA in biology from Brown University and an MA in radio, television, and film from Northwestern University. Danny has taught screenwriting at numerous universities and lectured on the topic at academic conferences since 1995. He was also a Briggs Copeland lecturer on English at Harvard University. And what about similarly for those writers who are listening who are going through a similar, you know, 
they're at home, maybe they're struggling with writing though, and they don't quite know where to go to kind of maybe combat their writer's block. Do you have suggestions for how during these times to stay positive and to be productive? It kind of depends on everybody's situation. During the whole COVID phase so far, I've gotten a lot of, because Groundhog Day has become such a meme with people stuck at home, I've been approached many times to talk about it. And my feeling is, I don't think I should because helping people deal with the existential crisis of being alone and having a blank sheet of paper and nothing but yourself and to deal with, it feels like a very privileged position if you're really hungry and you're, you've lost your job or your relatives are not well. And so I don't know what kind of advice to give that's really different from what you get anytime. It's always just you and the blank page. And to get yourself motivated, you develop your own methods. Among them, you know, setting a start date to sit down and just write something without any agenda, just start writing and see where it leads you, that kind of thing. Or to not think about writing and to get as far away from it as possible. And often what happens to me when that happens is over time, I get completely disgusted with myself. And that usually drives me to start writing again. It's also nice to compare notes with other writers because everybody's going through the same thing. And it really doesn't matter if it's a screenwriter or a poet or a novelist. We do have that in common, the process. And if there are other people, if there's a community of people who are all going through it, it's really kind of nice, especially if you're feeling a dry spell and you're losing self-confidence and you just need somebody to say, yeah, that happens to me. Why don't you take the day off and start tomorrow? You know, whatever it is. And there are plenty of online forums. And if not, you must have, everybody has friends who are also writing and maybe trying to, you know, hey, let's do 30 pages by the end of the month. Everybody go or five pages by the end of the day, you know, little exercise buddy sort of things. Sometimes that's all it takes. Are writers by nature too hard on themselves, especially during these times? Is it okay to, you know, try, but also maybe fail? And then you know, take a break. Is it okay to kind of just work on something that maybe isn't, you know, the project that you're supposed to work on? Are we too hard on ourselves as writers? We put too much pressure on ourselves, especially right now. Yes, of course. (laughs) But at the same time, we're also susceptible to the fantasy that everything we do is amazing too. I mean, why would you even start writing something if you didn't believe that it was going to be the greatest thing ever? and that somebody else is going to enjoy it as well, and maybe you'll make some money off of it and have a career, et cetera, et cetera. That level of self-deception is really important for you know, feeling strongly about yourself, especially because those self-doubt things are also absolutely prevalent almost daily, I think. You can go back and forth. So I think it's totally normal to feel that, oh, why do I even bother? Am I any good? I just saw a movie that was so good, I'll never be that good. But it's more often to say, I just saw a movie that got made, that made money, that was so bad, I could do so much better than that. So, you know, we take our motivations where they come from and muddle on. It's not that different from the rest of life, really, is it? How excited are you just to step into the day? How much self-doubt? How much self-worth? How much help from other people? How much feeling of independence? It's all a balance. And if in the end you love the work, you're getting feedback from yourself that this is a good process for you, then that's your sign to just keep going. Today's guest is Christopher Golden. 
Chris is the New York Times bestselling and Bram Stoker award-winning author of Ararat, Snowblind, Dead Ringers, and of Saints and Shadows, among many other novels. With Mike Mignola, he is the co-creator of two cult favorite comic book series, Baltimore and Joe Gollum, a cult detective. Chris is also the editor of such anthologies as Seize the Night, The New Dead, and Dark Cities. His upcoming novel, Red Hands, which is on sale December 8th through St. Martin's Press, is a part of the Ben Walker series, which has been optioned by AGC for television development. This new supernatural thriller finds weird shit expert Ben Walker on the hunt for a young woman who has been infected by a deadly bioweapon and must unravel the mystery of her now deadly touch. Chris also just finished a new horror novel for St. Martin's Press. You mentioned people feeling trapped and unable to write. You said that you luckily have not been as affected. Do you have any words of wisdom for those at home who maybe are looking for inspiration and oh, you how, know, to get- how to get out of it? Well, so two things I would say. The first thing is I always believe that like the flight attendant tells you on the plane, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else. And I think that there's nothing wrong with self-care. There's nothing wrong with you know, curling up in a ball or reading a book or going for a walk to try to ease your mind. As far as how to sort of kickstart and get yourself back to writing, you know, editors cover your ears because my advice is to actually go write a thing that isn't what you're obligated to write. It isn't something that's on deadline. So no matter how far behind you might be or how stressed you might be, if you're stuck with that anxiety or in writer's block, I always feel like the best thing to do is just go write, go write a poem, go write a short story that's got nothing to do with what you owe somebody for a deadline or the project that's been, you know, breathing down your neck. So I think a lot of times it just means you need to grease the gears a little with something that doesn't pressure you. Today's guest is Joy Gorman-Weddles. Joy is a partner and producer at Anonymous Content, focused on social impact content for women and youth. She's also the executive producer of the Netflix series 13 Reasons Why, the Apple Plus series Home Before Dark, and the feature films Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, and The Meddler, among many other projects. And what about the writers out there listening who may be struggling during this time with either writer's block or maybe they're hearing things like it's harder right now to get your foot in the door. What would you say to those writers out there who are listening? Well, you know, I would say that usually our best storytelling comes out of times of trauma. And, you know, even the best comedy of all time comes from a place of darkness. So if we can try to be patient and find joy in the work, knowing that when this is over, there will be a script in your hand and there will be people ready to read it and pay for it or read it and hire you. You know, there is obviously there are fewer productions going on right now, but I believe there's a lot of fodder for great stories and for deeply emotional and honest storytelling and, and authentic storytelling. And that as long as you're cranking every day, and you've got those pages, when the economy is getting a little bit better, people are going to want to buy that script or hire you for that writer's room. And I will say, you know, we had a Zoom room that went up in April on a Netflix show that I'm producing called Overlooked. And 
most of the room, like half of the room are playwrights and first time TV writers. So there's a lot of opportunity coming. And I just think if what you really love is writing, your story will eventually be heard, you know, is what I have to hope. Thank you so much for listening to The Writer Experience. If you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a rating, a review, and a comment on iTunes. You can also check us out on Instagram at Writer Experience and Twitter and Facebook at Writer EXP. The Writer Experience is a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod.